The Xbox Drive is powered by the You, Me, and Capri Patreon. We want to say thank you to some people starting with our Diamond Executive Producers, Slimer Snarf, Lee Navarro, and Jonathan Brown. Also, our Platinum Producer, Robbie Bobby Miller. And then to our Gold Level Patrons, like James Johnson, Jean Kay, Skinny Matt, Ashley Nicholson, Becky Grockmall, Chucker Sloth, Argo, Ryan Turford, Egg Shen, and Ray Sony Pony Martinez. Thank you everyone for all of your support. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening or watching to the most horsepowerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the moose. And on our journey today, we're going to fly up for all of the Star Wars with squadrons and a bunch of other stuff. So jump on into the Xbox Drive. We got video now. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan Turford, today is a momentous occasion for us, my friend. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I am doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I actually, you know what? I've got the heat a little bit too high. It was a chilly morning. I don't need the heat up that high. We're not into winter just yet. Winter is still coming, as they say, Ryan. Well, I thought because you were living in Edmonton, I mean, winter was just always there. I thought that was yeah. just how it worked. Cars just not. default to heat mode when, <laughs> when they know they're here. <laughs> of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you kind of hit the nail right on the head at the beginning of the show. Today's a momentous day for the Xbox drive. And, and it's Something that we've building, been building up to for a while now. Um, yeah. Sean and I have been busy behind the scenes prepping for this because we have a YouTube channel now, Sean. Can yeah. you believe it? <laughs> yeah, man. I can't. I've been. This is something that I've wanted to do with the Xbox Drive for a very long time. And honestly, it's. Um, it kind of takes you, man. Like, it really, you're the. You have been the missing piece to all of this. And. Um, because it, it, it's the the show is is simplistic in its approach. You're like this was always supposed to just be like a I'm just gonna drive to work. And in the in the early days, I it was my phone and like the iPhone like microphone, right? Like it was just like yeah. the the in ear the earbuds kind of thing. And but I I always thought like that the what what is happening here? The fact that I'm driving, it's like well, it's too bad that like you can't see that, you know, it's very, it's, it's gotta be one of the more kind of intriguing notions of a podcast and you can hear it. And yeah, we go to McDonald's and everything else, but like, it's gotta be one of the most visually interesting podcasts. (laughs) Now it's like carpool karaoke, but we're talking about Xbox. And the next step is for me to just drive over to your house and pick you up. Like that's kind of where I would love for this to go. That's really far away though, Sean. Yeah. It was set records for the world's longest and most boring podcast of all time as I travel across the country. But dude, this is a, this is a big deal and it couldn't happen without you. And it couldn't, I I don't think that we would necessarily be motivated to do it without so many um, amazing people who listen and tune into the show and send us their, their encouragement as well, my friend. So for sure. So here's what I'm going to say for those listening to the podcast. If you want to check out this podcast on video, plus other videos that we're doing, which uh, you're actually going to see a whole bunch of video live at the time of this recording, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, I left a link to the, our YouTube channel in the show notes. We don't have a custom URL yet because we need people to subscribe to, we need a hundred subscribers before we can get youtube.com slash the Xbox drive. That's, that's the goal, Sean. That's the first yeah, goal. We got to get that uh, hundred subscriber goal. Um, but yeah. on the channel right now, you can actually see my review of the eight bit dough SN 30 controller for Android devices. Also, uh, we're doing, the roundabout top 10 
in video format. So that's awesome. Uh, the the Gears of War three, Halo three, and Ninja Gaiden two episodes are all live at the time that you're listening to this. Um, we also will be doing that as the roundabout releases every week. So every Monday. Uh, up until the end of the roundabout, including the final episode um, in November, you'll get to see all of those on the YouTube channel. But that's not all, Sean. Because yeah, man. There's also the extra mile is coming to YouTube as well. So uh, starting with Crash Bandicoot 4 and Star Wars Squadrons, those two extra miles are up and coming. And we haven't set exact release dates for those yet. Um, but those will all be on video as well, as well as anything else we've got coming forward. For example, if we get cool stuff to unbox, I will do yeah. unboxing for those on the channel um, with all kind of, and go kind of in depth about that stuff, especially with there's might be this console coming out in November, Sean, that you might have heard of. We might be doing Maybe. some cool stuff with that uh, in November. So look out for that on the channel and all kinds of awesome stuff. So if you like what we do and you want to see our cool faces, uh, definitely check out our <laughs> YouTube channel, li- like and subscribe, do all the things the YouTubers tell you to do. And yeah. uh, and we'll go from there. Um, Ryan, I kind of want to do a reboxing as everybody's going to be doing like unboxings for the Series X. I'm going to like, I'm going to box, I'm going to video myself putting my, my one X away. Oh, I'm just going to no. rebox it. Yeah. Uh, that'll be, that'll be a good funeral? way to. Yeah. Well, I don't want to set it on fire, but I do want to find a reason to do a Viking funeral for, for something. I, I will find it. Um, but that's for, that is for another day. Ryan, I want to touch on what something really quick before we jump on through to the other things, because it's Absolutely. a big deal about this YouTube stuff. And our good friends at Xbox Canada, uh, want to help us celebrate the launching of our YouTube channel. So they've been very kind. They've provided us with a couple of codes for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, some three month codes that we're going to be giving away. So, um, start Starting today, if you guys go on to the YouTube channel and you hit subscribe, you're going to be entered in to win one of many and a few of these three-month codes for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So jump on in there. Let us know that you guys have subscribed. And we want to get to that 100 subscribers as quickly as humanly possible so that the URL is youtube.com slash the Xbox Drive. It'll just make it super easy to say rather than the like gobbledygook uh, youtube.com slash C D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just a random mess right now. So yeah, it would it would be super helpful for us if, if y'all do that. Plus, you know, then you'll know when our content goes live. Um, totally. Super helpful as well. Um, because our content, of course, is always all over the place. It's never consistent, right, Sean? That's that's how that works. Uh well, we're we're I think we're pretty we're pretty okay on that front. And Shh, just think you have okay. this, Sean. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna give you something else too. Something very important for the listeners to hear that we haven't really done too much fanfare about. Uh for the patrons of patreon.com slash you capri they know this they've they've heard some some whispers we've we've given the patrons a bit of a sneak peek and um it's also another reason why you might want to sign up to patreon.com slash you capri along with all the other benefits the other reason that you might want to jump in is uh bobby the nintendo guru and i who run uh, the you capri patreon we have invited ryan turford in he is now a paid i guess employee a, a paid person uh, a paid member of the Yumi Capri Patreon. So when you're paying into the patreon.com slash Yumi Capri, you're supporting myself, Bobby, the Nintendo guru, and everything that he does. And you're also supporting Ryan and all of the work that he is now taking on to edit the video, to edit the podcast, to do all of the posting. So this is something that um, I feel very strongly about that I didn't want Ryan to be doing any of this while you know Bobby and I are gallivanting on with our own Patreon. Ryan is now a paid member of the Patreon and it is, it's perfect. I'm so happy about it and I think that everybody's going to be really stoked about what we've got coming on for the Xbox Drive and everything else related to that Patreon, my friend. 
yeah, it's super exciting to be part of it. I, I'm so happy that uh, you guys invited me in, and and now I'm I feel part of the family now, which is yeah, uh, man. I, I mean, super cool. And uh, <laughs> not only that, but I think that this is going to allow us to do so much more with the podcast going forward because it, it, we're going to be. I think we're going to be transitioning to more than just a podcast, but the po- core podcast is still going to be remaining the same. Yeah, man. We're not really going to change this up. Epi- like this episode is just going to be the same as Durable, just us blabbing for seven minutes about all the cool stuff that's coming. Right. Uh, but for the most part, all the other episodes going forward are just going to be uh, your usual Xbox drive affair. But I've, obviously I have so many, I, I, someone with a video background who does video for a living at my day job. Um, I have so many, ama- so many ideas for different videos and stuff that we can do going forward. But are they um, as good as reboxings? Are you going to do a reboxing, Ryan? Can you top that? I can maybe. <laughs> we'll see about <laughs> of that. Of course you can. Of course you can. I've got pretty bo- like uh, I've got some I've got some pretty good ideas. So yeah, Sweet. The, all that stuff is super awesome. But it's in the future, and we should. Oh hi there! Can I this. please get a medium decaf with two Splenda? And can I also get a carrot muffin with that? That'll be all. Thank you. Okay, so, Ryan. That that's on video for the first time. Can you believe there you it? Go. People mm-hmm. know officially that you actually go to McDonald's. And I you really don't go make the McDonald's trip. <laughs> That's the thing I forgot to mention. Really, the reason we're doing this video thing is because we started to have a concerning number of people say, like, I don't believe that you're actually driving. So there you go. OK, I'm in the car. <laughs> it's it's officially confirmed. People know. Mm-hmm. Well, Sean, while you uh, while you pull up and uh, get your your muffin and your coffee, <laughs> I gonna real, go real quick to this poll that we oh, ran yes. last week because Sean for some reason doubted that people actually cared about games with gold, but I always, you know me, I always like to shout out the games with gold. Just okay. In case well, let's there see. Is what does the poll know. say? What does the poll say? Ryan? So we ran a poll asking yeah. y'all what y'all thought about this. So we got 31 total votes and the winner with 54.8% <laughs> of the vote. Wow. Yes. We like resounding cover games with gold. I mean, you know, it's a split decision, Sean, but you know what? It's split in the it's split in my favor, and I just have to gloat about that. That's just well, that's that's fair. Okay, yeah, you can have your three percent win. That's but that's just you know what, man. Every vote counts. We'll just say every that every vote counts. Well, mm-hmm. it's 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 more than three percent when it's a ten percent difference between the two, Sean. Come on, let's, fair. Let's well, whatever. I'm saying here. three points, three points. Anyways, yes. Yeah. So we will continue. We will continue. But I will not uh, halt myself from from griping about it when they that's do come fine. up and they're and they're lame games. You guys can have it, but I might just be like, really. You never really? know. There might be a month where there's a cool game on there, Sean. Maybe, maybe. Fair maybe. enough. Uh, also, last thing, uh, real quick before we get into the show proper, you were on another show, Sean, the <gasps> Iron Lords podcast this week. Tell me about that. Uh, dude, the Iron Lords podcast is amazing. And I think a lot of people uh, in that community have supported us in the past. It's the second time I've been on the show. And it's just an, it's a, an absolute honor. And what those guys have going on over there is really, really special. They've got an incredible community. And so they invited me on. I canceled all my plans. Yes, that's right. I canceled all my plans. I wanted to make sure I was on there. So yeah, man, I had a great time and just really grateful that they did that. Thank you, you two. That's awesome. Yeah, I checked out uh, uh, some of it. I uh, checked it out while you guys were live streaming. I haven't gone back and watched the, the VOD, but it was it was cool to see uh, both you and Jez Corden. Jez Corden. I didn't know he was going to be on the show with me there. Thank you so much. I didn't know he was going to be there. And then all of a sudden it's just like his name kind of like popped up and I kind of put a couple, you know, the voice and then the, and the, and the name together. I'm like, Oh snap, this is Jess Corden. Um, and so he, he said a couple of things that we're going to be addressing in some of the questions in the carpool a little bit later, but yeah, totally, totally amazing, um, to be on that show. And, you know, actually one person in the chat remembered 
me from FanFest last year when they gave uh, Luke and I an opportunity to talk about our podcast. They were just like, they, they asked who in the crowd had met each other um, for the first time there at E3 at FanFest. And so Luke and I put up our hands and we were like, yeah, we, we started a podcast called the Xbox Drive-In um, to the whole crowd. And so somebody else was actually there um, in the crowd and then they were, they were in the, in the podcast chat. So really just small world, this Xbox community continues to amaze me. And yeah, man, just uh, a pleasure to be on that show for sure. That's awesome. Well, Sean, let's grab our eight tracks, pop them in. It's time for the playlist. And we didn't really play too many games this week, but there were two big games that came out this weekend. We'd be yeah, man. if we didn't talk about them. So let's talk about the game that you and I both played together. Yeah, literally, because we literally played it together last night. Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, Sean, I know you're playing the trial on PC. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I have the trial as well. The reason I'm playing it on PC is actually that's the first place that I that I saw it because um, I think we were kind of questioning if this was actually going to be a thing. And then I just kind of loaded up my EA Play app or whatever it is and saw that the trial was there. I'm like, oh, snap. I didn't I didn't even know. So I downloaded it. Um and I've got 10 hours there. I think I also have another 10 hours that I can do on, on Xbox. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm still playing with a controller. I'm still playing with my Xbox One controller. So I feel like it's a, a pretty comparable uh, uh, experience. The trial limits me to the prologue missions of the story, and then it kind of cuts off from there. And then the multiplayer experience, for the most part, I think is similar to what you're on. Um, and I'm, I'm having a pretty good time with it. I like what they, where they set things up with the story, but maybe I'll turn it over to you with like, uh, to talk a little bit more on the, on the, on the single-player side. Okay, so as far as the single player is concerned, I'm actually not too far in the single player just because it's been a super busy week kind of outside, oh, okay. outside of work. Um, but it's, for me personally, but at the same time, I'm like on the fourth mission right now. Um, but And I'm actually having a really good time right. with the single player, more so than the multiplayer, which as you could definitely tell last night when we were playing together, Sean, I'm struggling <laughs> a little bit, uh, especially against hard. PC players specifically. I find that for whatever mm. reason or another, I, I find that they have a pretty big advantage over uh, local Xbox games. Cause when I, cause there's a, a version, a way to toggle it in the game itself to just play against uh, console users, as opposed to uh, mixing in with, with the giant pool. And I think those right. games, I definitely noticed that I'm doing much better in for, it's just for whatever reason, I guess. Interesting. When, okay. When I, I should try over on Xbox effects. too. Yeah. I, cause I found when we were playing last night, for example, in multiplayer, like, two or three like other opposing fighters would gang up on me and I would be screwed if, unless mm-hmm, one, of my, mm-hmm. one of my friends jumped in and that would be a, a consistent pattern. I was, because fi- I was finding much more coordination in the PC space than the console space. And I think right. that's why I was doing a little bit better. Whereas like when we, when you and I were playing last night, we weren't on voice chat or anything like that. So we, it was tough for us to coordinate any attacks or anything like that's that. That's a good call. Yeah. Which I, which we should have jumped on. Why didn't we? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, so <laughs> we should have done that. Um, so what I was going to say is that I think the multiplayer in that game, what I like about it is that there's a big focus on coordination and coordinated parties do so much better than uncoordinated parties. Mm-hmm. So if you have mm-hmm. a group of fr- six friends together, this is like the perfect game for you guys. Like this would be right. amazing to play with, even with the community, uh, because I think having a squad, a well put together squadron together just gives you such a leg up over everyone else. And I think yeah. um, even more than something like Call of Duty, like it re- kind of reminds me of Battlefield in a lot of ways where Battlefield is another game that's very strategic and really relies on you working together with your teammates. And uh, that being said, though, even though I'm kind of struggling a bit with the multiplayer, I'm still having a, f- a huge 
fun time with this game. I'm it's still Star Wars. Loving You're it. flying yeah. in these Star Wars ships, like of course. And and to your point about like the the coordination, I think has a lot to do with the fact that the ships are so different. The, the experiences you have from an X wing to a Y wing to an A wing to everything else, like to the, there's actually a support ship there as well mm-hmm. that you can start to cater to your playstyle. And I was definitely I was getting shot up like crazy in my X wing, and you're like try the A wing, and I was avoiding it because it didn't have a lot of shields, it didn't a lot, have a lot of hull, but it definitely makes up for it on the on the speed side yeah. of things. So yeah, definitely I'm having a I'm having a ton of fun with it. Definitely brings me back to the good old days of of X Wing versus TIE Fighter and those those old games. Um and yeah man, it's just it's just Star Wars, you know? Yeah. It's just that's kind of where I'm at with well, it. Well not only that, but this is the type of game I've wanted forever. Like a Star right. Wars flight shooter game. We haven't had one since Rogue Squadron 3 on the GameCube. So I mean yeah. I've been waiting for this moment forever. And while I wouldn't say the experience is perfect it is the it's exactly the type of experience I was looking for. The single player in particular, um, which I'm not going to go too deep into because uh, I think that is going to be on uh, safe for the extra mile. Where I'm going to go sure. really deep on the single player campaign um, after I finish it. I think that that's where it really feels like Rogue Squadron, like the way that they yeah. do the briefings and stuff like that feels straight ripped from that game. And I, I yeah. really like uh, the setup in the single player uh, a lot. And actually, I, I've done much better in the single player than the multiplayer and that's usually the way things go for me in these like when there is a single player campaign and multiplayer typically i would run through the single player and kind of get used to like the controls and the different buttons early in the stream last night i was kind of getting used to like again just like what like press b you can kind of if if somebody has a missile targeted on you you can hit b Mm -hmm. to uh to launch some countermeasures and so kind of like destroy the missile behind you this guy's coming right up on my tail holy crap (laughs) um so yeah, I mean, lots of different tactics and and things that I'd like to learn through the single player campaign. But you know, there's so many games to play that this is one of those things that I'm really grateful for the trial. I think that yeah. I'll just like use up my 10 hours in multiplayer on the PC. I can jump over to Xbox and use 10 hours over there, and I can wait for this game to like I can I can see this is already a budget kind of game. You know, yeah. it's forty dollars uh, US. I think it's what fifty five in the, in Canada. So and I can still wait. You know, I'll get my I'll get my fill and and play this multiplayer every once in a while. But a, a, a quality ea star wars game for two years in a row which i think is solid yeah definitely i'm i'm so thankful we have this game and uh yeah i'm gonna continue to play the crap out of this game going forward i think especially for the month of october where we kind of have a, have a bit of a drought after this week up until watchdogs legion comes out at the end of the month um, right so there's gonna be lots of time to play this i mean the only other game i'm thinking about playing this month is, is gi joe because I'm a big fan <laughs> of G.I. Joe. And that game sure. looks like silly fun and I'm excited to yeah, check it out of in course. the middle of this month. But other than that, there's like nothing else coming out. So I think that this yeah. is going to kind of dominate the month of October for me. Speaking of dominating my time though, the other game that I dove into a lot this week and this part of the other reasons why I haven't jumped too much into Star Wars yet is because I've been playing a ton of Crash Bandicoot 4. It's Have about you really? Time. Yeah, this game is awesome. Like, is it? Yeah, it's probably my favorite crash game now wow. here's the thing and we haven't talked about crash too much on the show because because I, mean, I poo-poo yeah, all I, over i it. wasn't uh part of the podcast crew when the insane trilogy came out but i was never someone who was into crash growing up or anything mm. like, that. like i didn't play the crash games on ps1 until after i played the insane trilogy like the insane trilogy is where i got my start with crash and, right and, I, and it was a franchise i never really connected with but the 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 tr- insane trilogy really got me into things and it really uh like i love the 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 really tough 3d platforming um and the the 2d platforming sections in particular i'm a big fan of i mean folks uh know that i love 2d platforming games um so i love those sections a lot in crash and crash bandicoot 4 
takes all the lessons that uh, I think that, that the team learned from doing the insane trilogy and then created an amazing game that just feels like it picks up right after Crash Bandicoot warped. Like it really feels like those old games, very similar to what we talked about with Tony Hawk, where it, it mm-hmm. nails the feel of those old games while also refining that for modern audiences. For right. example, you don't have to play with lives anymore like or uh, continues. You can uh, play straight through it, but the game rewards you for not dying because you can earn gems that unlock cosmetics and these gems. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And the gems, for example, one of the gems for each level is beat the level without dying more than three times. For example. Right. So it rewards you for n- playing through the level. And that's not clever. Dying. For example, so there's a lot of little little clever hooks and the cosmetics are actually pretty cool in this game. There's no microtransactions of any kind. It's all Mm -hmm. earned in game. You basically can earn one skin for Coco or Crash for each level that you play. And and each level has a certain uh, gem objectives that will unlock those for you. So, yeah, man, I'm having a a great time with Crash Bandicoot 4. I'm going to I'm going to save that conversation again for the extra mile, which is going to be coming out uh, soon and uh, i'm so excited to talk about this game though because i'm having so much fun with it and uh, it's probably in my top 10 games of the year so far I was wow not- i was just thinking i was just thinking like you've you played a ton of games this year so it's not like you're doing top 10 by default this no. year it's it's i'm not struggling to find games to fill that list and nice uh, and definitely crash is definitely up there for me i'm not finished it but i'm on like the last world essentially right um, it's very similar to a game like donkey kong country where you'll go to a bunch of different like different islands and uh, there's a bunch of different levels in each one. Right. And you kind of progress that way. So it's very similar to that that progression. Uh, so, yeah, I've had that, a lot of fun with that game. But we're going to slam the brakes on this conversation, Sean. It's time for some breaking news. We've got a few news stories this week. It's been a, a bit of a slow news week in the world of Xbox, uh, especially yeah. given the last couple of weeks. We've had so much so much info to go through. Uh, but some of these are pretty cool. So this first news story. Uh, We don't have exact details about this one yet, but this is one that we wanted to touch on. Uh, Wolfenstein, Dishonored, and Prey all have collections that have seemingly been uh, rated by the ESRB, and they're coming to Xbox Series X and S. Basically, Mm -hmm. on the ESRB page, it says Xbox Series consoles, and they're listed as the only platform for any of these collections. So it sounds like they're probably going to be exclusive to Xbox Series X or S, which, again, this rating, I think, is for... A, a digital package that you can pick up. But I would imagine that if this is actually a, a thing, that it will just be part of those games uh, with a free upgrade with Spark Delivery. Uh, so, Sean, does this get you excited to play any of these old games again, like any of the Wolfenstein games or Dishonored games or Prey games? Because it sounds like it's going to be any of those games uh, that were released, like Old Blood or Young Blood or Dishonored 1 or 2. It sounds like they're mm-hmm. all getting into X enhancements. But what do you think about this, John? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just really quickly, I think, like, this is this just goes back to the whole, like, do they spend $7.5 billion and then continue to release games, you know, cross-platform? This is the first indication that that is not the case, that these will be exclusive. And, dude, like, this is... And I think I, think I share sentiments with Donnie from the, uh, the Xbox Empire. And, like, I'm excited for the Series X just to see what, like, my current games look like. Like, this is a similar experience to what people in PC do when they go... Like, they don't buy a graphics card and go, like, oh, I better buy a brand new game with it. It's like, well, I'm going to play the games I'm already playing and just see 
like how much better that experience is. And that's what I'm really excited about. Wolfenstein is an amazing game. And I do feel like in some cases with some of the arcane games that a little extra horsepower will actually serve those games really, really well. Um, I'd say Wolfenstein uh, was already pretty pretty optimized, but some of those uh, like Prey and, and those other arcane games could use maybe a little bit of help. And I'm always, I'm trying to keep an open mind on some of those ones. I'm definitely more leaning towards like Wolfenstein. And I've tried Dishonored a little bit. I like it, but I'm just, I'm not good at those games. And I just, mm-hmm. it's so sad for me not to be good at those stealth kind of games. Um, we've talked about Deus Ex in the last couple of weeks as well. Um, but yeah, mostly excited for like the value of Game Pass. You know, like these are, these are big games, these big collections that will get a remaster that we're having completely different conversations in Xbox land than, than, than people in PlayStation are, where they're trying to figure out like, what am I supposed to do with Spider-Man? It's like, well, in Xbox land, you just get this as part of Game Pass. And it's a great new collection and a bunch of games. So it's just, I don't know, man, that's kind of what, I, what excited me most about this story. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, most of these games have been in game pass previously or still, or are still there. Like Dishonored 2, for example, is still in game pass. Like it, it hasn't left yet or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be awesome to have the back catalog of Bethesda games coming in. Also, if they're doing the, this for these games, it gets me really excited to see what else Bethesda is going to do Ooh, with their back catalog as well yeah. of games that are already on Xbox One, like that could see series enhancements. We already know that a Series X version of Doomed uh, Eternal is coming as well, which mm-hmm. will also be on Game, which is already on Game Pass now, and it'll be yeah. the upgrade will be free for anyone on Game Pass. So that gets me really excited for the reasons you talked about. Where I talked about it before where the game I want to play first on my series X is an original Xbox game because I want to see just how much it improves the experience. Right. I think I'm going to be doing that a lot. So even if there isn't a giant launch library of new games, that's okay for me. If someone like, yeah, I think like I can go back and revisit a game that I wasn't really into at the time that maybe with the performance changes, maybe I'll get into like, I'm Mm -hmm. kind of in the same camp with you with Dishonored where I would always try and give those games a chance, but I could just never get into them for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but Dishonored 2 me- has a great setup, man. Dishonored 2 has an amazing story, like with the the two characters that you can choose. I think that is, yeah. that's awesome. I want to get back into it. But the other thing too, Ryan, that I was thinking about, like, I almost have shied away from my 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 fandom of Fallout. And I don't know why that is, um, or I didn't know, but I what, the more I think about it is because like, it's kind of a technical disaster in a lot yeah. of ways. Like, and as the more you go into the game, like my issues with the game are, are on the kind of like quality of life stuff. Low times get exceedingly long and yeah. like frame rate in the last couple of missions in particular are, are horrendous, but like fallout four is great. You know, fallout four is really good. And I could really see maybe them doing like a remaster on, on fallout four or just seeing what, how that thing performs with the, like the raw power of, of series X. Like there's so much greatness coming from this Bethesda, the Bethesda deal that I'm really excited about. Yeah. And it'll be super exciting to see what they do get and then not just with fallout, but with their other IPs. Like I'm, I would love to see like an X version of uh doom 2016. One of my favorite games. Oh, of all absolutely. Time because there are some moments where the hit, the frame rate does stutter a bit in that game or it, that game also has, really long load times so i would love to right. revisit that game now on series x and see what else they can do with it and this is just more games on top of the pile of games that we know are getting series x uh versions because also i know gearbox talked this week more about the the 
Borderlands 3 version that's coming mm-hmm. to, to Series 6 as well. And that sounds like it's going to be a huge overhaul with, with yeah. uh, massive frame rate improvements. The, the fact that you'll be able to do split screen now. Four player, like, isn't it? You yeah, do four, four player, player split screen. It's insane. That is absolutely yeah. insane. Like bring back four player co-op. That is awesome. Yeah, so I think that just the, I love to see developers revisiting games like this uh, in, in the, such a way where we don't have to rebuy them where they're going mm-hmm. to be free upgrades that make your game bet- games better. And if they don't want to offer free upgrades, it sounds like the system is going to do a great job of giving you some kind of upgrade regardless of that. It kind of reminds me of playing PS1 games on the PS2 because the PS2 was backwards compatible with all PS1 games, but it would those games would take advantage of the PS2 hardware and basically either load faster or um, provide you some level upgrade to the graphics and this is just right. seems like a very similar situation to me and when i first got my ps2 that was one of the first things I, I did i popped in all my ps1 games and saw just what kind of upgrades i got with them on ps2 hmm. um, and i imagine doing something very similar when when series x comes up i'm really excited for the series x now i'm chopping at the bit for a month it. away man it's a We're month there. away and uh, I'm ready to just play all my old games all over again. Although uh, <laughs> we're going to have Assassin's Creed Valhalla and some other stuff to uh, tie, tie us over Ooh, as well. Yeah, man. Some more games come out. Well, next up, Crossplay is coming to Minecraft Dungeons this November. Uh, we got the announcement from Microsoft this week. In December, we also have a new DLC pack called Howling Peak that's going to be added to the game as well as a new Apocalypse Plus difficulty level. So for people like me, wow. who basically max out their character, I'm going to have a new full difficulty mode to go through to play through all the new content. I was actually going to play the new DLC that just came out, the Howling Fjord DLC. Uh, I was going to play that this week, but I decided to hold off of it after seeing this news. I'm like, I'm just going to wait until uh, the Apocalypse Plus difficulty comes in December because I'm super excited to play through it on like a, like the whole game probably uh, with all the new DLC on a higher difficulty. Like Minecraft Dungeons is a game that I continue to love. I was actually playing it a lot this week with the doing the 8-Bit Doe SN30 review. Uh, right. I, I played a lot of it using that controller uh, on my phone. And yeah, I'm excited to see more content from Minecraft Dungeons, a game that I already loved a lot, just getting more love. And uh, it sounds like Mo Yang is going to be updating this game for a while, which I think is just awesome news for fans of Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, are you at all interested, though, at revisiting the game after some of this DLC comes out, Sean? This, this like, October would be the time for me to do it. Like, this is, as you mentioned, like, there's not really a whole lot going on. I don't, I don't, like, realistically, I don't know, man. Probably not, even though, like, which makes it sound like maybe you didn't really like that game or I didn't like that game all that much, but I really did. Like, I liked my time with it. I'm happy with as much time as I spent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, crossplay seems like it should have been there at the start. Uh, I'm not sure if, uh, how that's going to speak to like the longevity of the game. It's got all, it's got to help. I'm just not sure how many other people are playing it, but this is the type of game that kind of escapes our ecosystem, like it, or our ecosphere. Like it doesn't, we don't typically hear people talk about well, that been type of game consistently in the top five best-selling games on switch. So there you since go. It came out. So there I would imagine yeah. lots of people on, like, I think that crossplay patch is going to add so many more people to the online ecosystem just fr- with switch owners connecting with Xbox owners. I right. Think. Yeah, Just that alone in particular. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that. Well, Sean, this next announcement got you and I both super hyped. EA have announced NHL 94 Rewind, <laughs> a new standalone game taking players from the current NHL season and putting them into a new game in the style of NHL 94. It will be included with the purchase of NHL 21. It will be available on October 30th. There's no word yet as to. Uh, the specific features that are going to be in this game, but I would imagine it's going to have like all the exhibition modes and stuff that you had in mm-hmm. NHL 94. 
And we don't have any word yet as to if you can purchase this separately. So. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's a, it's one mode within you know NHL twenty one. So they obviously want you to you know pick up the latest version well, so that client. you have this. So it's What's not that? even in, it's a separate client. So it's not even in the game itself. Like it's a separate downloadable thing. That's oh, that's interesting. From the, different from the game itself. Yeah, that's why I'm like curious to see if they'll sell this separately for ten bucks or yeah. Uh, because I, I know a lot of people would just buy that definitely of NHL uh, 21 and, and I think it would have a pretty big audience NHL 94 though uh, an amazing hockey game on the Super Nintendo that I played to death with mm-hmm. me and my friends even long after the uh, N64 and GameCube were out we were still playing it a ton so I'm really excited to play this are you all at all excited like are you now thinking about picking up NHL 21 this year, This Sean, is my trial. No, no, probably not, but I'm, because I'm cheap. I'm, I'm, I'm very cheap when it comes to gaming. And um, the, the EA, like, access or EA Play now um, is, the, is the best value for me. That's why I do it is so that I can get my 10-hour trial um, with these games. I, I typically get my fill. Like, it's it's rare when when I play a game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey where I put 120 hours into it. So, mm-hmm. and I and I kind of want to just provide that context around it because it's not, I, I feel like that's that should be an okay thing for people to do that's why people kind of sign up for ea play is because that's kind of like their style of of gaming i love that that's an option for me because i don't know that i would have bought it anyways but i will subscribe for whatever it is 35 bucks a year and get my trial and then eventually it'll come into the vault probably in like february or march or whatever it is and then i can play it at that point so i'm excited that it's going to be a thing i'm going to be all over it just in my own kind of weird way you know what i mean yeah for sure. And I'm I'm thinking about maybe picking up this year. I wasn't planning on it because there is no Series X version. If there was a Series X version of NHL coming this year, it would have been right. a no-brainer for me. Good point. Like I, w- I would have picked it up uh, right away. But I, now that there isn't one, I'm still on the fence. I'm like you. I'm, I might just play the trial and then wait. Just for do the trial. Later. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's NHL, though. So it's it's hard for me to. I also haven't picked up NHL in in numerous years, but there's also and all those games are on the vault, and that's kind of why yeah. I held off picking them up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last story that coming we'll to Game Pass, to, by the way, it'll be in Game Pass. Holy crap! True. I totally forgot about that. It'll be in Game Pass. It'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they posted the the conversions. So I didn't have them written down. The conversions. If you already subscribe to EA Play, you'll get a Game Pass conversion based on how many months yeah. you have left of EA Play. Well. Yeah, there, I think it only like went up to a certain amount of months. Yeah, there was only a certain amount of months, though. Like, I have more than, I've got about a year left because I just signed up. So, I like, the conversion that they gave didn't apply to me. Like, I have more than what they capped it out at. So, I'll be interested okay. to see what happens. Fair enough. Last thing real quick. Uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered got announced. <sighs> it's an HD remastered of the Xbox 360 racing game. It'll be available on Xbox One and not Series X on November 6th. I mean, you'll be yeah. able to play it on your Series X, but it's not going to get Series X version. Need for Speed, the reason I wanted to put this on here is Need for Speed Hot Pursuit is a game that I just think people skipped out on because it was uh, it came out at a weird time on during the 360s life cycle. But this is a game from the, the Burnout developers doing Need for mm-hmm. Speed game, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. Like It is awesome. My, it's probably my favorite Need for Speed game. So it, I definitely think it's it's a, a worthy pickup at uh, the, the price they have it going for it. I think it's like $30 US. So I and thank God, that. and thank God, EA is actually looking at its back catalog a little bit and going like, "There's some good stuff here," and revisiting it in I think a in a classy kind of way. This this looks good. I think where there where there's rumors about this Mass Effect thing that are happening as well. This is a good EA episode, Ryan. This is good. We got the Star Wars. Sure. We, we got, got the we got NHL. They're back in the good graces, my friend. They're yeah, not man. The worst company in America anymore. Not well, not, not right now. Let's let some of our friends into the car with us. It's time for the carpool. We've got a, 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 quite a few questions this week. So we'll start with Jack Kozma at 
uh, Thordahal, and I hope I said that right. It's T-H-O-R-D-A-H-L-L. And he asks, so if Xbox were to buy Sega, which I don't think they will, but if they did, what Dreamcast game or Saturn game would you like to see made into a new game? So, for example, Panzer Dragoon Saga or uh, Blue Stinger were the games that Jack referenced. Obviously, Sean, mm. I don't think you played too much Sega Saturn. Uh, Not too much Sega Saturn, no. A little bit of Dreamcast, though, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what is there a game from Sega's back catalog, do you think? And I'll kind of open it up for any Sega games that, that you want to throw in there. Uh, what say, game from Sega's back catalog would you love to see come to the new consoles? Can I, can I do a little twist if that's okay? I, Cause I would like, if they of were course. to buy Sega, I would like to see virtual fighter characters in killer instinct is kind of what, Ooh, what I would like one. to see. Yeah. That would be that's really that's what I would do. Yeah. For me, because I, I actually collect Sega Saturn games cause I'm a crazy person cause they're yeah. stupid expensive. Um, the game that I would love to see most would actually be a collection I would love to see a Shining Force collection. Shining Force was kind of Sega's answer to Fire Emblem. Like it's a, it's a oh, nice. um, yep. top-down uh, strategy RPG mm-hmm. tactical series. All those games were super awesome. They were developed by Camelot before they did Golden Sun. So you know that they're quality. Um, that I just pe- think people missed out on. Uh, Shining Force 1 and 2 are part of the Sega Genesis collection. But I'd love to see a collection of 1 and 2 uh, Shining Force CD, which is like a stupidly expensive Sega CD game, which is... Uh, it's really good, but also the Sega Saturn version of Shining Force Three, uh, which is also stupidly expensive. It's like five hundred dollars a copy uh, for the North American <laughs> version. Uh, yeah, I would love to see. How do like, you a know Shining... these things? I love well, like even the pick I, I of the game and the Shining price Force, of them. Shining Force is one of my favorite series, Sean. It's one of the I love that series that got me into RPGs. So uh, I'm actively looking for these these games, and they're stupidly expensive. So yeah, it's just that that's the the thing I would love to see. Panzer Dragoon Saga, like Jack mentioned, it's also a like a two thousand dollars Sega Saturn game, and yeah, it's an amazing RPG that I would also love to see on Xbox, obviously. But uh, um, yeah, see, Shining I'm over Force, here thinking about like Daytona USA, like put that into Forza kind Daytona. of a thing. Like, like I would Sorry, love to see some of those crossovers, like that. Rather than you know, you can definitely bring back some of those games, but I would like to see a little bit of those. Like there's there's these there's these giant buckets that that Microsoft can put some of these properties into, and I think that would be really interesting to see them celebrate old games old properties and bring them kind of like refresh some of the games that people kind of go yeah i mean like microsoft has like forza and it has like whatever like put like inject some other fandom into those games and people will start to pay attention to them i think exactly like if they had access to those ips i think that they could have assign uh, like some of their own studios to work on some of them like jet set radio totally. feature like get someone on oh that. my god yeah, make man. a new jet set radio game for example mm-hmm. well next up we got seamus mcisaac at famous seamus he asks a spooky question <laughs> you learn that you your unknown great uncle has passed away and oh, has no. given you an inheritance of one million dollars oh, all right in order to get the money you must survive the whole night in a haunted house or any other horror setting from any other video game what horror setting from a video game would you choose Sean Caprigo? Well, I kind of want to choose one that's not spooky. <laughs> well, like, that, that's not the, the game. That's not the, the game. The spookiest one, like the spookiest thing that I can, I can possibly think of is PT. I know this is an Xbox show, but like PT is like the creepiest thing I've ever played. It's got mm-hmm. to be. Um, 
but I don't know, like what would be fun? I would like to do, if this counts, I'd like to be in like the mall from, oh my gosh, why am I forget the guy with the camera, the zombies. Oh, uh, Dead Rising. Frank, what's it? Yeah, Dead Rising. The Willamette Mall, Sean. That's the Willamette Mall. Oh, wow. You even remember the mall. I don't remember the damn game's name. Uh, (laughs) I would want to do that because like you have so many things at your disposal at the very least. You have the orange juice. You can throw it at the zombies. (laughs) Exactly, or man- mannequin hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, grab a tractor or whatever, a lawnmower, and just mow them all down. That's probably. I mean, I feel like my chances are going to be low of survival in any situation, and like that many mm-hmm. zombies sounds like you're not going to make out of that alive. But you do have a lot of. You're going to have fun doing it. That's my answer. Very nice. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really good one because you can have a lot of fun with that. I'm gonna go ahead and say Silent Hill because I mean, I'm sure I could find. I'm sure I'm smart enough to find a way to get out of that spooky town right, mm-hmm. right? yeah sure, sure yeah totally catch me at all or anything yeah like no that. i don't think you're getting out of there at all dude i, don't I also think really so. like the silent hill games so i wanted to give it a shout out on the show but that, yeah. that was my ulterior motive sean nice uh, well next up joel aka falcon at joel aka falcon asks hey guys do the reports of the series x overheating worry you two at all could you have could we have a red ring of death version two on our hands i thought this was debunked but i keep seeing stuff about that joel i'm gonna put your thoughts at ease with a little video that I've actually included in mm-hmm. the podcast description of this video from, uh, spawn wave spawn wave. I watched a, the same thing. Yeah. So he's a, he's a tech YouTuber. He does a lot of breakdowns on consoles and uh, a lot of console reviews or and repairs. And, uh, something that he was talking about was just the fact that the console gets hot to the touch, which I think was the criticism we were hearing mm-hmm. is a perfectly normal thing. In fact, if you touch your Xbox one X while it's turned off, it's hot as it's hell. Hot. It's hot. And it's supposed to do that because it's venting the heat. Like if it was, uh, and I'm going to throw this out there, we would have seen anecdotal evidence of it overheating by, if you heard audible noise from the fan, but because so many people are talking about how whisper quiet the console is, that just doesn't, seem correct to me like it i don't feel we have an, a ring ring situation coming up i mean as someone who went through 11 xbox 360s yeah. because of red ring um i'm definitely always wary for any new console that uh, heating issues might be an issue but from everything i'm seeing with series x that doesn't appear to be an issue so i would say i i feel pretty confident that that's not gonna be an issue at all sean do you have anything to add to this yeah, well, I mean, not too much more to, that you already kind of touched on. Just that, like, this is just one of those stories that is being fueled, I think, by, you know, kind of naysayers and haters. They're like, oh, snap, like, there's something here. There's a little glimpse, like, let's try to make this into something that it isn't. And it's mm-hmm. it's pulling heat away from where, the, where it's being generated, which is actually in the center of it. So you're actually having heat coming out of the top. So that means that it's working. The fact that the heat is escaping. Even um, PlayStation 3, I think they mentioned in that Spawnway video, there was, there was instances where where um, the heat was actually not being pulled away and the fan would blow cold air. So that means that it wasn't actually grabbing the hot air from where it, where it's sitting. And then that was what was causing the damage with the yellow light with the, with the PlayStation 3. The fact that, the, that, that people are feeling the heat, one other thing that they had mentioned was that the, the heat sink, the big like block thing that actually pulls the heat off of the processor, sits up against the side of the, of the, um, of the box, of the tower. Right. So that's kind of what one thing people are, are feeling is actually like heat sinks are supposed to be like hot. They're supposed to pull the heat off of, off the thing that's generating it and then they blow air through that. So yeah, it's, I mean, for now... All we know is that it's like, that's kind of what you would expect with um, like heat management and things like that. We haven't heard anything about these things actually like 
breaking or breaking or faltering or crashing yeah. or anything like that. Or That's even like the crashing based on heat issues. Like we right. would have heard about that, I think, by now. Um, yeah, but so, I think it's still I think it's still good to practice like a little bit of skepticism, like to just be aware that that's a possibility. I'm not saying like, yeah, definitely not going to be an issue because there's no way for us to know that. But it's definitely not like, oh, my, like it's not as catastrophic as people are making it to sound like, I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's the, the game breaking issue that the Red Ring of Death was. Well, last question uh, before we go. Co-op mode podcast at co-op mode pod asks, what Xbox IP would you like to see any of the ZeniMax studios work on? Sean, wait. What was the question? How did like for them to work on their own? So IPs? if yeah, like or I should say, what uh, Xbox IP would you like to see any of the Bethesda studios work on? Mm, do you have anything for this? Because I kind of so, just want them to work on Quake. The what? That's yeah, their own. There's that. I mean, I would love to see a Gears game done by id Software. That I think mm-hmm. would be Ooh. The, uh, uh, like a Gears spinoff. Like I would like love a to first see, person. Yeah, like a first person. That's a great answer. Game done by either the Doom team or another team at id Software because they have multiple teams there. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would love to see some kind of Gears offshoot game that's first person to to do something really different with that universe. Not only that, but that universe re- I think really fits the vibe of id Software as a studio and f- really fits their IP. So I, think I feel that like that's kind machine of games might be a uh, like I would that if I was to to come up with a counter to that, I would say machine games might be a, a good because Gears has a bit more like weight to it, and Doom is so light and and like that's you're true. very fast and you and and do and sorry, um, Gears seems a little bit more plotting in that way, that like more more thoughtful. That would mm-hmm. be that's a really good thought though. Holy crap, dude! The I really other one like though, that. I'm going to throw out there as well that kind of just occurred to me. An Elder Scrolls tactical RPG by an exile. Mm, I think would be really cool. Oh. Like, like not an open world game, but more just like a uh, uh, like almost like Wasteland, but in the Elder Scrolls universe. For yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. Nice, man. I like that a lot. So what about you, Sean? Well, I'm good with I'm good with just machine games doing gears. <laughs> I'll just Perfect. I'll just throw that on there. Yeah. I mean, they just have to make Quake quit at this point, right, John? I just want Quake. That's make it, man. Quake. Just mm-hmm. make Quake come back. Well, before we go, Sean Plugs, go. Well, you can find me in my car or on video, youtube.com slash uh, the Xbox Drive, hopefully very soon, or on Twitter at uh, Sean Capri. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash Capri. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D, because everybody always asks. You also find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. So for Sean Capri... I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 161 of the Xbox Drive. Yes, it's a palindrome, folks. And we're out. Monopoly days are back, baby. Bye.